resistance, burnout, procrastination, sleepless nights, stress, and painful hard work. Fatigued from running on the high achiever hamster wheel? This is the Bold Leadership Revolution, where we develop high-performing leaders to live, thrive, and lead bold and smart, not hard. Here is your host, Tara Newman. Hey, hey, Bold Leaders. Welcome to episode 55. And today we're talking about something fun. At least I think it's fun. I'm going to assume that most of you have picked a word of the year. This has become a tradition over the last decade to a word that that will embolden you to create change or achieve a specific feeling when the year is complete. This has kind of become like the people's anchor to what they want to set intentions for and how they want to be in the world. So today I wanted to hop in here and talk about your word of the year. I've intentionally picked now to talk about it because the raw-rawness of the new year has passed and we have stopped asking everybody what their word is and you most likely put your head down deep into the doing and perhaps you haven't thought about your word in the last few weeks. So this is a reminder that if you did pick a word, hey, remember you picked a word, yay! And you know what you can be doing throughout the year to really help you embody this word and bring these intentions to you so that at the end of the year, you don't go, oh, I had a word, time to pick the new word and not really do anything about it because that really lacks um, mindfulness and presence. And that is not what we're here for at the Bold Leadership Revolution. So there's not a lot of guidance out there on how to choose your word of the year, which I'm thrilled about because it's absolutely an intuitive and personal experience. There, You can't get this wrong when you pick a word. And there's not a lot of guidance out there when it comes to using your word to create the change you are longing for, with the exception of the advice to change all your passwords to this word, which in fact is a great suggestion, but it's only one way of doing this. And then after you've changed your passwords, it becomes habit, it becomes rote, and almost like the password doesn't mean anything anymore. However, in the absence of guidance, most people are left in limbo with their word. So you've changed your password and now what? You're in limbo. At first, many people try to do their word. Um, where they set out to do bold or do expansion or do joy, if those are the words that they picked. And that makes me chuckle a bit. Because when life starts lifing and your attention to your words starts to wane, it's easy to shelf it for a while. And I mean, it's just a word anyway, right? No. You pick this word for a reason. And words matter. Here's the first secret to the word thing. You can't do your word. You can't do bold. You can't do expansion. You can't do joy. Coming at it from a sense of doing isn't really going to help you embody the word. You have to become your word. And in that simple shift of energy, you go from gunning for the destination to preparing for the journey, the journey of your word this year. I have picked so many words over the last eight years. Some of them have been epic flops, like the time I chose the word fearless, only to spend an entire year deeply entrenched in fear. 
Some of them have become faithful faithful companions, like the time I picked the word trust. And when I picked the word trust, it challenged me to get serious about this word game. I had no basis for the word trust. It was a construct that struggled, that I struggled to bring to life. And after overcomplicating the word thing, I finally understood how simple it all was. Last year, I chose the word discipline because it triggered me. It brought up feelings of restriction. It didn't feel like fun. It felt hard and fueled with expectations. But here's the thing. It's just a word. You get to decide the energy you attach to it. Words are just words. You give them the meaning. You give them a charge that's either negative or positive. So before you go tattooing, your word on you, by the way, I've actually done this and it works, but it's a bit permanent and a bit of a commitment, so I don't recommend it. Here are my time-tested recommendations for becoming your word of the year and embodying the change you want to see. One, what's possible if you slow down and allow your word to evolve over time? So instead of doing your word, allowing your word to become a part of you, to become a filter for how you make decisions, to be a lens for reflection. Asking yourself at the end of the day, did I honor my word? How did my word come into play? How did I take action upon my word? When did I feel my word with me in the day? Two, look up the actual definition of the word. Sometimes Words have multiple meanings and you may not even, it may not even mean what you think it is in its entirety. For example, um, my husband has this real aversion to the word deserve. He feels like it's entitled. And I said, but you deserve these things. And he says, well, I've earned them. It makes him feel better to earn things. He's a hardcore doer. So I said, well, you, can, you deserve them. And we had this whole big back and forth, and I finally pulled up my phone, and I looked up the word deserve, and one of the meanings of the word deserve is earned. So when I said to him, you know, a synonym for the word deserve is earned. So you've earned it, you've deserved it. It's the same, you deserve it. It's the same thing. Oh, right? I still don't think he likes the word deserve. It's fine. It's his personal preference. But my point is, is like, look up the word. Next thing I want you to do is to define the word in your own terms. What does it look like for you to embody the word? What will you do in the name of this word? What are your boundaries around this word? What won't you do because it goes against what you believe in about the word? Say your word is bold. How will you embody bold? How will you define the word bold? What will you do to be bold? And what won't you do to be bold? Three, this is perhaps my very favorite thing. And it might feel a little crazy at first. It certainly did for me. But write the word write it. Let it flow through your body, through your being, through your arm, through your hand, through your fingers, 
onto a sheet of paper, repetitively write it over and over and over again. I did this with the word trust because I understood what trust meant on a logical level. I understood what it meant in my head. But I couldn't feel trust. I couldn't feel it in my heart and in my body. So every day I woke up and the only thing that I knew how to do was write the word over and over and over again for an entire page until I wrote it into the fabric of my being. And it felt ridiculous. It sounds silly. Most of you will chalk this up to woo-woo bullshit, but it works. Four, meditate on the word. Sit in silence and repeat the word. How does it feel? What's the essence of the word? Is it resonant with you? Is it an energetic match for you? Five, add a question to your CEO debrief to hold you accountable to embodying your word. Track your progress by asking a scaling question. So for example, on a scale from one to 10, how bold did I feel this week? What is the evidence of my boldness? What result did I get from being level 10 bold? Six, use it as a filter to make decisions. Is this the boldest action I can take right now? Will this create expansion in my life or business? Am I looking at this with open curiosity? Seven, share it with the people who matter in your life, your partner, your children, your friends, your team. Eight, read a book that has a theme that captures your word. Nine, pick a fragrance that smells like your word. Anytime you can involve your senses, you create ritual and significance. I hope that these suggestions helped you to step into your word in a greater way. I hope it reminded you that you picked a word this year, and I hope it encourages you to go forth and really make the change in your life and in your business that you want to make by embodying this word. Now, if this conversation was interesting to you and felt unique and a little different, I want you to do me a favor. I want you to take me up on my invitation to join the Brave Society. So if you're a female small business owner, this is likely your community. If you're resonating with this podcast and the things we're talking about over here, because they are very much the essence of how we talk about things in the Brave Society. The Brave Society was founded on three basic principles. One, community. How can we come together and become a marketplace of business owners where we can do business together, where we can open doors for each other, where we can collaborate with like-minded, credible business owners? Two, nobody should ever shortchange their leadership development. I see too many times women spread thin making investments in their businesses as they grow and shortchanging their leadership development. And I'm here to solve that problem. You can make the investments that you need to make and say your marketing or uh, your branding or your website and develop yourself as a leader. And the third thing that we come together for is to really stand at the pinnacle of our leadership, which John Maxwell talks a lot about in his work. And he says that we're at the pinnacle 
example of our leadership when we are a leader who develops leaders who develops leaders. And what I ask the women of the Brave Society to do is to take what they learn in the Brave Society and bring it into the world, into their communities, into their families, into their to their clients and their their customers, and to really continue to develop more leaders on this planet. If this sounds interesting to you, I want you to go over to the show notes and click on the link, or you can come find me on Instagram. I'm at the Tara Newman and ask me any questions you need to about joining the Brave Society. If you've found this podcast valuable, help us develop more bold leaders in the world by sharing this episode with your friends, colleagues, and other bold leaders. Also, if you haven't done so already, please leave a review. I consider reviews podcast currency, and it's the one thing you can do to help us out here at the Bold Leadership Revolution HQ. We would be so grateful for it. Special thanks goes to Stacey Harris of Uncommonly More. She is the producer and editor of this podcast. Go check them out for all your digital marketing and content creation needs. Be sure to tune into our next episode to help you in embrace your ambition, and leave the grind behind. Thank you for tuning in to the Bold Leadership Revolution podcast. This episode has ended, but our work continues online. Head over to theboldleadershiprevolution.com where you'll find links to any resources mentioned in today's episode, along with other valuable tips and information that will help you lead bold. That's theboldleadershiprevolution.com.